0: Yo, what's going on everybody. JP here, checking back in respect my region buddies brand. We are on episode 20. I believe this is 28. Let me double check. Yes. Of the North American weed tour podcast today. I've got Ian Rasman. What's up Ian. How are you doing brother? What's up Joey. Great to see you brother. Happy Sunday, man. I really appreciate you joining me today. I'm excited to talk about what you do with Los Angeles normal. uh, Your background with chosen payments and the payment processing space. And most importantly, I cannot wait to discuss the impact of the SB 34 initiative. And so thank you, brother. I appreciate you. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday morning?
1: I'm great. I'm honestly fantastic. Life is good.
0: And and where in the world are you right now? Marina Del Rey, Marina Del Rey, California. You're next to the beach. Correct? Pretty close. Yep. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Must, must be nice. You know, not everywhere that cannabis is legal is in beautiful areas is in beautiful places, and California is such a, and Southern California particularly is wonderful because we have outdoor grows, we've got indoor grows. I know yourself doing a little bit of cultivation along, just just like I am. Um, can you can you talk to me a little bit about who you are and and kind of what you do in the cannabis industry, so that way some of the people watching can get an idea if they're unfamiliar.
1: Yeah, sure. You know, Marina Del Rey, it's right adjacent to Venice Beach, right? Um, and um Venice Beach has been a, a a cannabis safe zone if you will for 50 60 years you know it's been, it's been going on people smoking on the on the streets and on the sidewalks and out in public there Venice Beach has been long been a hot spot so um anyway um what do I do in the industry well I run a nonprofit called Los Angeles normal um we are a 50 year old organization that advocates for consumer rights um to cannabis you know it's quite different than um uh, industry advocates right we're out there advocating for the consumers the average person you and I and the person the people that like to consume look at that what do you got there that right, show,
0: trying to show this buried dream real quick see if I can get it to focus in oh there she yeah. is oh look at that yeah <laughs> there we go
1: so we're folks so Los Angeles normals focused on the consumers um and tackling issues um such as you know so los angeles first of all is a regional chapter of the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws um so we work to you know we work on laws at the local state and federal level um one of the uh, a couple of things that we are working on um here in los angeles you know making sure that we have appropriate taxes it's consumer related issues appropriate taxes for the cannabis uh, that we buy um safe place to go purchase it um the economics of of um you know having to pay cash carry cash with you into a dispensary being a target for theft Um, so anything that's really consumer related, more access, it's, it largely comes down to access, Joey, honestly, you know, whether it's, um, access because you don't have a dispensary within 50 miles of you because you live a little further out from the city or Mm -hmm. maybe, um, it's access, um, um, because you have, look at that. Um, it may be access because taxes are too high, right? So people may be priced out of being able to afford it. Um, okay. so it's really a, a lot of what we do comes down to access.
0: All right. Um, cannabis. So, so with, so with Los Angeles normal, you guys are, you know, you're actively trying to change or push through more effective legislation that benefits the customers that helps the That's patient. Right. That's right. Wonderful. Cause myself coming from another state. You know, when I first got to California, I couldn't really afford the, the recreational weed prices. And so I did find myself, you know, when I was living in Carson, I found myself going to these long beach trap dispensaries or the, what they call the black market dispensaries, which I don't like, I don't like that terminology, uh, but $25, rates, $30 rates, you know, out the door, instead of it being 40, 45 or whatever, the taxes vary from area to area. And so I really appreciate what you guys do with LA normal, because in Washington state, where we came from, we have very high taxes as well, but they don't, they don't put it on the customer. $60 eight has always been a $60 eight to 45, 30, 35, California really, really puts it onto the patient side. It really, really put it onto the end consumer. So that way they can make their margins and yeah. that's fine. Cause we got to do business, right? Businesses have to stay, uh, have to exist. Uh, cost of existing is much different in Los Angeles, San Francisco, comparatively to a Washington uh or an organ for that matter right so uh all these different chapters of normal they all do different things in terms of patient access correct that's correct yep
1: uh there are uh 50 chapters um Mm -hmm. you know one per state across the country um uh, states that have larger populations or more activity like california have a few different chapters so we have california normal um and then of course we have los angeles normal there's there's a a very very active chapter in Orange County yep getting a lot done we have San Diego uh, Contra Costa um so we're really a lot of different places in California have organized gotten a team together um and jumped in on the
0: bandwagon to try and you know reform their local laws I think it's and I, and I love that, you know, the only way that we can keep the country accountable is by, you know, coming together as a community and understanding all of our differences and all of our similarities at the same time and, and unite to, to get some change actually done. Um, I know for the, the LA normal group, we are, and I say we, cause I do attend the weekly as best as I can. It's been tough with Hall of flowers and these events the last few weeks, but you are there almost mm. every week. I appreciate seeing you. Uh, hey man, I try We was something we were trying. I don't even know if it was eight or 10 straight, but I know it was something like that, uh, <laughs> anyway, every, every Tuesday you can count on me to be at Baja Cantina, basically Los Angeles normal. It's a blessing to be able to, you know, end my work day with a group of friends and new family and and work towards this sb34 initiative and, and helping people specifically veterans and uh you know people experiencing homelessness and other you know we'll call it situational um troubles um helping them get access to the cannabis is is, is something that i really i appreciate that you guys do and so for those that don't know could you share some information about what sb34 is that that initiative or sure. what we're doing with that
1: sure absolutely um so um back before uh 1996 you know when we legalized uh medical uh cannabis here in california um at that time uh, the licensed supply chain was able to donate uh cannabis to people that were in need um mm-hmm. all of that uh changed uh, when we went recreational and the ability to donate cannabis um fell off of um uh the legal train if you will so mm-hmm. um there was an effort to fix that because you know um donating cannabis on a compassionate basis is cultural here in california it's it's hugely cultural right in fact it's really i, I would go so far as to say that a lot of the cannabis culture that we have in california grows out of that uh, those compassion days um mm-hmm. back in the 80s um and even earlier when you had people like dennis prone and brownie mary who were um bringing cannabis out to cancer patients um brownie mary who's baking brownies um and delivering them in um and so this really goes this is really what a lot of where california um, culture came from is out of this movement of donating cannabis um and um if you don't mind i'd like to tell you a little bit about. Dennis prone and brownie mary because not everybody
0: may know who they are please um, please are. please that, that definitely helps me and other people get a better understanding of the true impact of where this came from so
1: yeah so these people are are very centric to the story of how it's possible for all of us that are in the industry to be here today so let's see it so after serving uh, in the United States Air Force in Vietnam Dennis Perrone moved to the Castro District of San Francisco, where he became a cannabis activist, organizing smoke ins. Now, before he became the author of California's Proposition 215 in 1996, which sought to allow the use of medical cannabis, as I mentioned. So he sold cannabis in the Castro District of San Francisco and saw firsthand in the 80s how AIDS patients benefited from it. Mm -hmm. So Dennis strongly believed that there was no such thing as recreational cannabis at all he advocated that all cannabis was medical. cannabis. So (laughs) Dennis had known Brownie Mary since the seventies. And and he was a big fan of the magic brownies that she sold. So Dennis and Mary worked together to distribute those brownies to the people that needed them. And in the early eighties, the age of 57, Brownie Mary was arrested for selling brownies. And after pleading guilty, she was sentenced to probation and 500 hours of community service. Now it was during this mandated community service that mary joined the shanty project and that was a support group for people with hiv and aids and mary noticed that the cannabis helped with the wasting syndrome that was characteristic of aids and she also found this to be true for cancer patients and so people began donating cannabis to mary and she began making brownies in the hundreds and distributing them to sick people free of charge Mary was even known to use her monthly $650 social security check to help purchase baking supplies. And she continued working at the Shanty Project long after those 500 hours of service were completed. So compassionate cannabis donations to those in need certainly played a part in turning California cultural and public perceptions to the, yes, perhaps cannabis was a medicine. So during the during the 80s and 90s that was really what was happening and when Dennis co-authored prop 215 it was in fact called the compassionate use act of 1996 and it permitted for the use of medical cannabis for those with a valid doctor's recommendation. And so for the next 20 years compassionate care programs across the states were able to donate medical cannabis to low income individuals, veterans, cancer patients, individuals suffering from AIDS and a great many other conditions where cannabis has been known to bring relief to those that are struggling. And then in March of 2020, um, California Senate Bill SB 34 was passed and went into effect. And the goal of this was to supplement Prop 64 from 216, whereby the licensed supply chain in California once again had the opportunity to donate medical cannabis to those most in need and honor these traditions and the culture that helped shape the world's first legal medicinal cannabis market so it is fitting and just that those of us from the community should honor and support the companies that are looking after our most vulnerable citizens so we're really thrilled to be pushing forward on this program we have over 50 brands and partners from within the industry that are currently participating in our um, compassionate care program and i think right now we're taking care of over 450 patients every month between us and our partners um in donating free medical cannabis so that's not any small amount of people that are getting taken care of and we're trying to grow that um, as fast as we can to get more and more medicine out there to the people that really need it you know yeah absolutely not everybody's looking at this in a recreational sort of manner right like there's a lot of people that that it's it's really medicine for them so so we're trying to encourage that get more people from the industry um to donate uh products um and services and spread this message of love light uh and medicine uh as far as we can from northern california to southern california from east to west and what we'd really like to do, Joey, is we'd like to set the example on what other states and municipalities should be doing mm-hmm. when they enact cannabis uh, reform laws. They should be looking to, um, you know, build a program that allows the industry to donate and to take care of the people in their communities that that really
0: need um, to be looked after. 100 percent. Where we where we come from in Seattle and then where we're at here in L.A., Homelessness is a huge issue, opiate, opiate addiction, huge issue, uh, AIDS, HIV has traditionally and always probably will be larger issues. Um, how do we help you can't, you can't even necessarily solve all, every problem all the time. Right. So this is where. Having these alternative solutions, such as cannabis, having these, these alternative medicines, such as cannabis become much more normalized. Thanks to groups like you guys, as well as just the consistent constant, I would say news media pressure and real life pressure from, from parents and kids and real teens and you know, all these different stories that we've heard over the years. Um, it, it's really, it, it's just really powerful. What, what you guys can what you guys are able to do and and, and to set the example across the rest of the country is you know, I wanted to be a part of that being that I've lived all over the country I've had friends get arrested in Texas I've been cuffed sitting on the side of the road in a neighborhood for walking around a neighborhood smoking a joint not thinking anything of it you know and um, those are just certain things that we want to change culturally right uh, and so with, with, with what you guys do again I appreciate it um, very very much and I you know Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of the you know the the weekly meetings and the the taco tuesdays and all these different things bro it's it's a good time you guys have a really great group man i love having your energy um
1: joining us every week that that means a lot to me you know everybody as you know everybody on the team is a volunteer everybody puts in their time and and you know and and donates their time to try and push forward um on all these things that we need in our industry because they believe in it um, they believe the change needs to be there. Um, and so it's, it's amazing. i tell you, it's amazing to be part of an all volunteer organization where people are working, I mean, it, you know, yeah. getting things done on a volunteer basis. It's, it's a beautiful thing.
0: So I know you guys have invited me out to, you know, some of the events in the past and the, you know, I, I physically have actually driven by some of them when I'm busy doing my, doing my job, my day job, it's pretty entertaining to see, oh shit this one's this happening in real time. Like these, these are not just events that just, oh, they get promoted and, and the donations happen And this. They're not like real things. Like these are real things out in the community. And so talk to me a little bit about, you know, describe what, you know, the setting for an event, where do you do that at? What kinds of brands typically are involved? Um, you know, where do you do them and, and how does it look? Sure. Um, so, um, uh, typically we
1: might, we, we would either do these, um, events at a dispensary so that, So the thing about SB 34 is we have to follow the California law as it exists. Everything about SB 34 says follow the existing law. Um, So that means that the only people that can hand out the bag um, to a patient is going to be a dispensary. It must must go to the consumer from a dispensary. Now, as you know, we have different kinds of dispensaries here in California. We have traditional brick and mortar um, and then we have delivery. So Mm in the case of a traditional brick and mortar um dispensary that wants to do an SB 34 program we will typically set it up either in the store itself or perhaps in the parking lot um and if we do a parking lot um setup then you know we'll bring our pop-up tent a lot of the brands that are participating will bring their tents and maybe we'll plan for a, a three or four hour event you know from 12 to 3 or something like that. Um, and then all of the pre-registered patients, I'm usually in groups of 25, we try to do every event has at least 25 um, patients, maybe maybe 50 if we get enough brands that are kicking in enough product. Um, so we'll set that up at the location of the dispensary, bring all the brands out, try to make you know a, a nice event out of it, um, invite local media, um, whatnot to cover it. And in the case of a dispensary, um, it, it has, to, I'm sorry, in case in the case of delivery dispensaries that want to get involved in the SB 34 program, then we'll typically need a location for them to deliver to, right. You mm-hmm. have to deliver to a private address here in California. So we have many partners like, uh, American Legion posts, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, have, you know, spots all around the city um, and we've found that they are very friendly to these SB 34 events so we'll typically go down to you know an American Legion Post like for example American Legion Post 397 in Monterey Park um, we do a monthly event with them and with pineapple Express and a lot of other brands so pineapple Express delivers down to the American Legion Post um, these these delivery events are really beautiful because um, you have a support group that develops so for example down at the american legion post 397 they have um, an outdoor area under a tent where um, their members and their patients can come and consume so we'll deliver to that event um, because it's private people will get their bags and then there's you know a tent around the side of the building where they will go sit and consume their cannabis and support each other it's so much more than just the medicine itself there's conversation, there's support from people that are in similar situations than yourself. So it really is a support group. So to, to attend one of those events, you know, we, where we've delivered into a particular location, it's truly beautiful. Um, yes. Seeing people coming in um, and getting their bag of medicine. And, um, you know, I, I've seen grown men crying in this line. Um, you know, tough military guys, like with tears in their eyes that, that somebody's just handed them a bag of medicine. Typically, these bags are worth anywhere from three to $500. So it's not any small donation that they're receiving. Um, and, you know, they start looking through the bag and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to use this to sleep. And this one's going to calm me down during the daytime. And, you know, to hear the stories talking about where these these people are talking about what the medicine's going to do for them and how they perhaps couldn't afford it. Um, and all these things, I mean, they get weepy, I get weepy. Uh, it, 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 sometimes it turns into a, you know, a hugging and, a, you know, a, a support group. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, yeah. the, the love that comes out of these things are are just wild.
0: Well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, and I, I, you know, I used to be a butt tender and sometimes you get those conversations in the store, you know, you get them on the floor and you know, just simple discounts, the simple being you know, a little book free product or whatever it is, or just a shirt for their favorite brand. A lot of people, you know, just really resonates with them. And and I know for myself as a patient, I've been in the ER over over 12, 12 times, I think maybe thirteen times for kidney stones. And wow. so I know that you know, although I've got a you know consistent job and things now, uh, it wasn't always so easy, you know. And that's where having those kinds of discounts and having those, you know, some the occasional gifts or getting something to rock your favorite brand or whatever it is like that stuff really means a lot, uh, yeah. especially when you're, when your life every day, isn't easy, you know? Um, yeah. and so for you guys, you know, SB 34 has already had major impact. Are, are you able to, you, you know, you probably don't know the exact number, but roughly how many events have you guys put on already?
1: Well, that's a solid question. We're up to about one a week right now um all around southern california we're doing i think i think last time we checked we're covering six counties um um we really have an event going on every week we started in march of 2020 uh give a big shout out to cannabis works and um, um the veterans cannabis coalition i shelly mckay eric gopel literally march one the very first day that the um sb34 was um enacted and ready to go um those two popped out um with a compassion event on day one they were the first in the state um, and certainly first in the world to you know set up a program to donate medical cannabis um from within the industry out to these patients so how many events have we done I really don't know. It's really been helpful.
0: So one, one, a one a week since last
1: March or May you said? March. So one a week for almost a year and a half. I, so I'm not six,
0: sure. six months to four weeks, 24. Yeah, I wouldn't least. say we were doing one a week
1: at the beginning, but we're definitely doing one a week now.
0: That's very cool. I mean, either, either way to get up there, you know, to, to be up there in that 10, 15 to 20 range, that's still, it's very impressive. And you guys are helping 25 to 50 patients, you know, per event that's huge you know you're helping real people they they you know we need it there's people out there that they need it and even now in the in the recession and with the covid uh having you know ruined lives for well over you know going into two years um gosh the impact that you guys are able to have are huge now for a brand that's trying to participate can you walk me through a little bit of that process let you know obviously um there's a number of brands that are that already do participate if you wouldn't mind shouting some of those out and then kind of in, you know what it takes to get involved for the rest of them sure
1: yeah absolutely let me um i got a small little list of the people that are involved here just to refresh my memory
0: so mm-hmm. actually
1: go to our uh website lanormal.org and that's spelled n-o-r-m-l We go there now uh So if you go to lanormal.org, um, we have a link uh, there. Hold on, and it is here's the full URL if you want to go directly to that page. lanormal.org/sb-34. Um, so anyway, go into our website lanormal.org. You can click on Community and SB34 um, Compassionate Donation Act tells you a little bit about the program. Mm-hmm. Um, participate um in the program um and it's really anybody in the licensed supply chain in california if you have a cannabis license you can participate and we're also um, bringing in ancillary businesses such as uh, law firms um, technology companies people that don't actually touch the plant but yep. they're still involved in the industry, and they want to be part of this donation program. Then we're bringing um, those partners in, you know, perhaps to be the water sponsor, to be the the media sponsor, or to, to provide what they can to help make that event uh, a success. Yep. Some of the um, some of the companies that are participating. Uh, again, a big shout out to the Veterans Cannabis Coalition. I'm um, Eric Gopel, who's really the one that came to me and said, Ian, do you know about SB 34? And I was like, no, Eric, actually not very much. And he laid it down on me and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is fire in a bottle. Eric, we have to do this and we have to put all of our energy into it. And and he was all about it. So Eric Veterans Cannabis Coalition he's also on our board of directors here at Los Angeles. Normal as our director of veteran affairs. So we have um, uh, a number of Brands and distributors that are participating. Uh, we have uh, Herbal and Navis, Pineapple Express, Amuse, Pacific Stone, Grove, Big Pete's, um, Can of Fame, Cannex, Claiborne, Compton Veterans, Fiddler's Greens, um, Deer Cannabis, uh, Medleaf, Papa and Barkley, Raw Garden, Evac, um, Vet CBD, uh, Santa Cruz Veterans Cannabis Alliance, um, Weed for Warriors um we have over 50 brands now um participating uh in the program and participating in
0: man it sounded that sounded like a festival lineup man that was just a bunch of bangers <laughs> i love it man. Holy, <laughs> shit, i amazing. didn't even
1: i i didn't even i don't i don't have my glasses on and so the web page i was looking at the print was a little small but
0: and you're, and you're, suit, you're and you're in the studio I felt go like I was at a UFC fight. I felt like you're Bruce, that announcer, and it's just banger after banger. Just damn, let's go, SP thirty four, man. Let's. Any companies out there, man? You guys, you guys better get better. Get involved and start uplifting the community, man. This is this is JP. This is Ian Rasman. We're talking about the LA Normal SB thirty four initiative. Go back, listen to the rest of the episode so far. There's a lot of powerful information here. They're helper, they're helping veterans. We help people with homeless, experiencing homelessness, people that are in need of, of, of more accessible, affordable cannabis. Uh, he mentioned there's, you know, these, these bags for, uh, for the people who pre-sign up, who pre-register, right. Um, you're able to, you know, they're, they're worth something like 300 to $500, depending on, you know, how much is there and who's participating and all that good stuff. And so, you know, for any of these, for any veterans out there, if you guys are in need, please reach out, drop a comment. If you have any friends or family that need this, drop a comment, send us a DM, Ian, uh, is available on Instagram, he's available on LinkedIn, you can always reach out, uh, I-A-N-R-A-S-S-M-A-N on LinkedIn, Adam, um, you know, search Los Angeles, normal, you guys obviously, you know, if you're watching this show, add me, hit, hit me up, uh, it's very important that, we, that we, we continue to give patients access to cannabis. Right, and now in cannabis, I'm um, sorry, in California, particularly for cannabis, not all the cities, not all the counties have legalized it. Not it. There's an astronomical, astronomically large portion of the state that still is not for it. A greater um, portion of the state. Yeah. Is still not for it. Yeah, and then you look over at Maine right now. Maine legalized recreational cannabis. The cities aren't doing it. They don't want. They're not selling it. They don't want to participate in it. And so recreational cannabis, although it is uh, makes it, do- it it is accessible for people, right? It isn't necessarily the best situation for the people, the industry, the brands that are participating. And so, Ian, can you talk a little bit about um, some of the other initiatives or some of the other things that Los Angeles Normal has been working on, or what you guys are currently working on in addition to SB thirty four? Yeah, sure. So, uh, consumption lounges—that's um,
1: one of the big. Uh, things that we're working on, we have a few people on our team that are working on trying to push forward consumption lounges. So mm-hmm. again, this comes down to access. Again, Joey, it's always coming down to access. So so now if you consume, um, or sorry, if you purchase your cannabis, so where are you going to consume it? You know, right now, the way- Not at a
0: hotel, not at a hotel, you can't- at a hotel, really, truly,
1: actually, the where you can legally consume cannabis is in your own home. But in if you don't actually own a home, and perhaps you're living in an apartment or a condo or something like that, you very well may be subjected to the laws of that place where you live. And multifamily units are frequently uh, no smoking. And they, that's a blanket no smoking rule, which applies to everything. And, and even, you know, cannabis vaping um, um, can be part of that. In fact, the city of West Hollywood, was it in? Was it last year i think um tried to they had an initiative on the table to outlaw all kinds of smoking absolutely any kind of smoking in all multifamily units um in west hollywood now think about this for a second west hollywood okay first of all they had the first consumption lounge anywhere in the country um over there with lowell cafe um and they actually have quite a number of dispensaries that have been licensed in West Hollywood. So, what's the messaging there, right? Like, you're in the city of West Hollywood, so you give out some licenses, and you say, "Yes, great, you guys can." You know, they gave out
0: sixteen. They gave out sixteen consumption lounge licenses at one point, if I'm not mistaken. I remember then, reading. I remember reading the article from Seattle, like, "Holy shit, West Hollywood's about to be freaking popping." Yeah, but it's not. Um,
1: <laughs> and there's only that Lowell Cafe is the only consumption lounge that I'm uh, aware of over there well, it's
0: not even open no more
1: and it's not even open anymore uh but it was open for a little while but but what was the messaging that the city of West Hollywood is trying to get out there okay we've licensed all these dispensaries please feel free to go buy some product but don't even think about using it unless you bought an edible Don't even think about smoking it because you can't smoke on our public streets. You can't smoke on the sidewalk. And they were trying to enact a law that you couldn't smoke in any multifamily um, buildings. So now, you know, if you're not wealthy enough to own your own home access again, if you're not wealthy enough to own your own home, you have no legal place to go and consume your cannabis. So um, us, Los Angeles Normal and many other partners all jumped um, at the opportunity to shine a light on this upcoming um, city council meeting and to get people in there and get them to phone in and get them to send in emails and explain the situation that this was not going to be okay. So we we had a strong coalition of many other um, advocacy groups um, that came in and we all put on a strong message that this was not going to be okay to outlaw cannabis and there were economic and social um, implications. And then it was, um, two-faced of them to be issuing cannabis licenses and then say well yeah but you got to go to somebody else's city to smoke it so um we were fortunately successful and the vote went down three to five um and they made uh, an exception to put medical cannabis outside of their no smoking uh regulations so that's good that was a big success right mm-hmm. um and again wouldn't have happened if we hadn't um been part of a coalition of a great many um advocacy groups. people people are getting pretty upset about this one
0: as were we i mean mean, and understandably understandably so to 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 have to just live somewhere to have it be so restrictive on on things that at one point you used to be able to do it's like yeah this used to be a freedom that's included in what you can do yeah we're going to just start inching closer and closer and pulling things back like come on man especially in terms of something that's literally about medicinal benefits and patients, like this is written into the state that this is a medical medical situation. How can you, how can you just group it into something like tobacco or liquor or any of the other schedule, whatever drugs, it's just frustrating, man. I'm sick. I'm sick of that shit. You gotta, we we gotta stand up. You gotta fight and and fight and change it. And that's the part of the thing. I'm arguably one of the more younger guys at all these other normal events. And that's where I wanted to work with you guys so that we can encourage this next generation of advocates to come in. Am I, am I going to be the person that's on the stairs and the steps waving signs? No, that's not me. We're in the era of social media. I'm about to make some shit to go viral and and try to get it in front of their faces that way. You know, hundred million people all trying to do something is way different than, you know, a hundred, 200 people yelling outside in my opinion. And And so you're, you're on the younger side of this advocacy movement. I'll tell you though, that's where
1: it's at hundred mm-hmm. uh, percent you know we 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 need the next generation of advocates coming in and getting involved and seeing having them be part um of the society that they want to live in you know Correct. To it. um you know the, the older guys me and, and generations older than myself you know um we're 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 not going to be around as long um as the younger generation and so this is really where the energy is coming from um and and i appreciate that you're involved all the time i mean your involvement has really been amazing um and i encourage everybody to come out and get involved go to lanormal.org sign up follow along follow us on um, instagram if you are looking to be part of the compassionate programs follow us on instagram we post these uh, events when they're coming up and you can register um and maybe it's a, a it's an event for uh for veterans or maybe it's an event for Crohn's disease or cancer or lupus or or many of the different things that that cannabis has been known
0: to have an effect on um so even if you if you don't, don't know if you have a qualifying condition show reach out register and come out and talk about it come 100%. learn come get some education come network come meet some people who really care And you'll be able to get a better idea at the end of the day. And it's not like we're going to tell, turn people down who come up and are, you know, who are clearly communicating what's going on or, or who are unsure. This is more about, again, access. We're not going to be the people restricting access. Like we got it. We're, we're out here helping people. So for a brand that wants to get involved, what's the best way for them to reach out and kind of what's a little bit of info on that process.
1: Absolutely. Come to lanormal.org. You can contact us. You can contact, uh, myself directly, send us a message on social media, say, hey, I want to get involved. I'm a brand. Um, we, we do have a form on that web page where you can just pump in your phone number and we'll call you back um, and, and see uh, to what extent you want to get involved um, if you're an industry company um, and what you want to do. So this SB 34 program works best when you have all the different parts of the supply chain involved. Right. So you want to make sure because the way that the law is broken out, let me tell you, actually, one of the things I forgot to mention is what's the business benefit of being part of the SB 34 program. We talk so much about the love benefit, right? Like we know that there's community benefit there um, uh, in taking care of your community. But but let's be honest, there's a real business benefit to being involved in this compassionate care program Um, so the way that the economics works on this is that when you are a licensed um when you're part of the licensed supply chain you're in the track and trace system here in California called metric so if you if we properly um coordinate a donation through each one of the uh parts of the supply chain then each one of those parts of the supply chain can deduct out the tax that they pay so cultivators pay a tax here in California right you pay a, a, a basic tax on the per pound of flour so then when that flour goes off to be perhaps manufactured into something else there's a manufacturer's test and then when it gets transported there's a distribution tax And then when it gets tested, there's testing tax. When it gets um, sold, there's a retail tax. So there's all these multiple taxes that sit on top of um, cannabis here in California, whether it's medical or recreational, all these Mm -hmm. taxes on top of it. Um, if uh, If you are a medical patient, some taxes are able to be deducted, but not all of them. But if you are part of the industry and you're donating into this compassionate care program, you can deduct all of your portion of the tax. So any cultivators that are participating can deduct all of the cultivation tax. They just go into their metric system, tag this many pounds of flour as SB 34 and boom. Now they don't have to pay the cultivation tax. So if you properly coordinate this cultivation, uh, manufacturing, distribution, um, retail testing, you get everybody coordinated. You've taken off every single one of those taxes. Right. So now we have a product that, well, it's really much more affordable once you've taken off. You know, you you were probably stunned when you first got here to California and you're like, wait, how much was the tax on that? Right. Like that has to be like an immediate reaction. When you get to California, you're like, well, wait a minute, it was ninety nine dollars and now it's one hundred and fifty. What happened? Um, Yeah, yeah, we have like, you know, you can be in certain parts of California and be looking at 40, 50 percent tax. It's devastating. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're able to take off the tax, um, now you're talking about um, distributing a product that's, that's just much cheaper, right? So there's solid economic benefits to donating cannabis. We're gonna put you out there in the community, tell everybody what a great job you're doing in donating this cannabis. There's amazing marketing opportunities, right? Um, to get the message out to your community. Um, and we amplify that message to say, you know this dispensary, look at what they're doing. They're taking care of twenty five veterans every single month on a Saturday. They're, they're doing a cannabis giveaway. And you know, we lift them up, applaud them, um, hold them out, um tell everybody what a great job they're doing. So this is, you know the 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 opportunity to go out on social media with some video of uh, cancer patients or veterans receiving their bag of product. Look at that. That's nice. hello buddy's going right there. Um, and, uh, you know, so so that's the magic right there for, for people to participate. Deduct off the tax, make it cheap, um, do an event, invite the public, tell everybody about it. We will tell everybody about it. <clears throat> and, you know, this is a beautiful thing to be able to tell your community, hey, you know, why should you shop here? Because we care. We yeah. care about it. Our- Community. We're taking care of the people here that can't afford it um, and that need it. Um, we're taking care of them. Um, that's what we're doing for the community. So it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I think that the power there when you're out there demonstrating love into
0: your community, I mean, what's better than that? I agree. I mean, like you said the to bring to not only bring people together but then to create a little bit of the opportunities for brands to get the messaging out there that they're a part of the community i mean not everybody's about you know look at me look at me as i'm helping build a community right that's definitely a part of it and shout out to those people as well moving behind the scenes or being a part of things and just uplifting without the notoriety i think that's those are those are definitely a special kind of people um you know there we we also don't want to you know dismiss the fact that other brands are definitely trying to be a part of it to help people and then also to bring, to be a part of the marketing so to to help bring more opportunity to to this, to repost and to reshare. Some of the brand partners you guys have, have large communities built in. They have lots of fans. They have thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even a hundred thousand or more. So it's very exciting and it's very cool. I know that the events are very powerful uh, and I can't wait to physically be able to attend one here, hopefully very soon. Do you have some info on some of the next ones that are coming up?
1: You know, it's, uh, I, those details don't stick in my head. So well, so we put it up on our website, go to lanormal.org. Um, we're constantly, um, uploading, uh, the events there. So you'll see what's coming up next. For um, sure.
0: Shout out to the website, la, You guys actually utilize it for a lot of different updates. Uh, it's very important to help get the word out there. The SEO value of getting that out there. You already know that that's my nerdiness. Shout out to all of that and your, your team helping you with that. Um, now ian let's go ahead and switch gears you are also an entrepreneur for chosen payments talk to me a little bit about what you do in the payment processing world
1: yeah i've been doing payments for i don't know nine nine years or so um very traditional type of payments bars restaurants uh i I do a lot of limo black car um uh, business Um, you know any business that accepts credit cards um I'm a, a credit card processor, so I help facilitate that process, you know, bringing in the equipment, moving the money off of the customer's credit card into the merchant's bank account. That's traditionally what I do. So, <laughs> four years or so ago, I started <laughs> um, getting kazoo tight there.
0: <laughs> that's the turp ter- hey, sneezes. Ooh. <laughs> so, Ooh, so all right, them buddies, I'm to you guys. Oh, my God
1: so so four plus years ago I decided um to start spending more um of my time and energy in the cannabis industry recognizing that that things are largely kind of messed up in the cannabis industry what I do outside of the cannabis industry for bars and restaurants I cannot do for um retailers in cannabis Mm -hmm. um they're not they don't have access to uh traditional credit card processing like Visa and MasterCard um they cannot accept that Visa and MasterCard have a uh a very clear policy that thou shalt not purchase cannabis or sell it on Visa MasterCard they just don't want anything to do with it um so again this this we hope is going to change um when uh the federal laws change and that you know, these uh, credit card companies don't have this fear of getting involved in the industry because it's a schedule one narcotic and they don't wanna get accused of uh, being drug smugglers and whatnot. So, um, yeah. so nobody's touching that right now. So there are very few um, options for retailers that are looking to um, you know, sell cannabis and anything other than cash, right? Cash is so terrible for everybody. It's terrible for the industry. It's terrible for us as consumers. Who wants to walk down the street with two hundred dollars in your pocket because you're on your way to the dispensary? Like, I, I actually, I've never had. I don't ever carry that kind of money uh, on me. I might have twenty or forty dollars maximum. Um, so um, the industry itself needs better access to payments. Um, As I mentioned, it's very restricted in the types of things you're allowed to do. Really, at the moment, the only thing that you can do without getting into trouble um, is uh, uh, cashless ATM, pin debit ATM transactions. That's it. There's no credit. There's no Visa, no MasterCard. So that's what I do for dispensaries. I set them up with the hardware to accept ATM cards so that when you go into a dispensary, you know, typically there's a cash machine in the corner So do those cash machines. Um, But then you can also walk with your ATM card to the counter, insert it into a little device, the same thing you might put it into when you go to Starbucks to buy a coffee, put your ATM card in there, enter in your PIN number. You know, it's this much for your purchase today. Yes, no PIN number and away you go. So those are the types of uh, payments that I do today. If you are a mobile delivery company, then I have that same hardware that's battery operated on a 3G, 4G signal so that you can go to the customer's house um, and they can pay for their product right there on the front steps um, through that hardware. So that's what I do. It helps take some of the cash out of the business. Um, Nobody likes the cash. I think consumers we don't like being limited by the cash in our pockets perhaps you know we got big eyeballs and we want to get that chocolate bar and we want to get that pre-roll and oh, i ran out of money you know we need proper access just like um target and walmart when you go in there to, to buy something you're not thinking about oh, how much cash do i have on me you you know you're going to get the things you got to get or the things and then you're going to probably make a couple of spontaneous purchases uh, which is why all these places accept credit cards so that when you get to the checkout you can pay for whatever you selected while you were in the store yeah. um so the same is true for cannabis you know you you people will walk around the store probably you went in to buy an eighth but then when you're in there you're like oh that chocolate bar looks pretty good and oh yeah there's that party tomorrow i better bring a few pre-rolls you know so you want people to be able to be like you know spontaneous purchase um in your dispensary so when That's you're great. accepting other than cash typically you're um your average sale amount will go up by you know as much as 30 percent so if you're a dispensary you know to enable your customers to spend more in the store that's that's important definitely
0: um, definitely something you want to be able to do i know myself personally every time i find out that, that uh, a dispensary takes card i know i'm spending over a hundred dollars <laughs> that's right you're know, you definitely going to spend more that's what's crazy uh, too it's crazy too is if you got an atm and this is just simple this is just simple easy like if you got an ATM and your ATM only allows you to take out 200 bucks, but you're, you can sell more than $200 worth of product. What are you doing? Not figuring out a way to take their digital money. Like, come on. Like, just because, just because the situations that you're aware of already hasn't a lot, hasn't worked for you to take cards. This is why I got you on the episode, man. You're here to figure it out with all my, with all my people who complain about not being able to take cards and banks and this and that get on the phone with Ian. He can't do it for you. He's going to point you in the direction that someone that can. Why? He's a trusted resource in the cannabis industry. He knows a lot of quality people. He's connected to people on LinkedIn. He's connected to people through LA like Normal. And payment processing is a vital part of this industry because it does all revolve around patient access, right? Yeah. I think you're, a human, you're a human. That's 100 100 times two about giving patients the ability to buy what they want. Where they are, where they need to buy it, uh, without too much difficulty, and not, you know, we'll call it limited taxation. There is going to be yeah. taxes, so taxes on everything. So, yeah.
1: right. and you uh, know, when you do everything in cash, you know, I mean, what, what, what's the best way to make sure that anything becomes corrupt? Do it all in cash, right? I mean, this is insane that we've got, you know, a multi-billion-dollar industry, and you know, a lot of it's operating in cash. Like, you know,
0: yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just,
1: just not good. There's nothing good about it. We
0: think about that. Think about the that too. Though. Think, think it to other levels. We got to go to the bank. We got to drive to the banks. Now we're on the roads. Now we're damaging the roads more. We got It's just more extra trips, more extra time, more extra gas, more extra money. Is it? Maybe in the economy. Yeah. But the more the more we spend money in the economy, the more wear and tear we break on the economy as well. So we only getting bigger. We got to help patients out. Um, is there anything else that you do in the cannabis industry outside of the payment processing and only normal i don't think i've ever even asked you that
1: uh that's a good question uh really i spend all my time doing my advocacy work with normal you know we have a big team we have 14 people on our team so it's a big Mm -hmm. group and, and um you know everybody's looking to me for some leadership every week so keeping the initiatives rolling um and doing payments and um helping people find banking I don't do banking but you know in order for me to provide payments to a dispensary they must have a bank account some of them struggle with bank accounts again this is an access issue um and so I have made a lot of partnerships along the way um in my years and payments so I know the banks to introduce you to So, you know, if you're a local business that's struggling for banking access, call me. I'll introduce you. Um, For me, it's a problem solving um, uh, thing that I just do to keep people moving forward. Um, Solve their banking problem, introduce them to a bank, let them get that sorted out. Once that's sorted out, I can do their um, uh, plastic card payments. Um, And, you know, we try to get all of this business into the into the banking system. It's important that this money flows just like it would flow if you were buying something at Target or Starbucks or McDonald's. This money has to go into the banking system. We have to know it's there. We have to track it. We have to pay taxes on it. Um, All these things must happen. This running around in cash, it's 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 just not right. Um, And it's not going to it's not going to be a good end.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I definitely don't feel super safe walking around after pulling out, you know, $100, 200 dollars at an ATM in a dispensary, um, especially if I have to park like down the road anywhere. Just see too many videos, whether it is in Seattle or whether it is in, you know, LA of of just things happening. You know, these we hear these stories, and it's just nobody has time for that. N- not when it's all about medicine. Not when it's all about the medicine. So yeah. for LA, for LA normal, is there anything that you have that you want to discuss? Do you want to shout out is there any particular humans uh is there anything particular events coming up that you want to show love to before we get on that again um you know i i will give a
1: shout out to the to the people on the team like i mentioned los angeles normal it's an all volunteer uh organization so we wouldn't be able to accomplish anything without the people that are part of our team and showing up every week to volunteer their time to to try and make us a better industry and a, and a better community for us so big shout out to bruce Margolin, our founder and director of emeritus who started the los angeles chapter of normal in 1973. You know, wow yeah he just <laughs> turned 80 bruce, hey bruce just turned 80. bruce just turned 80 last week yes, happy birthday did. bruce happy birthday happy bruce. birthday bruce um and it man that man is just a ball of energy and fire though like at 80 years old he of course you know he's there every Tuesday night hanging out with us right um, Smoking, <laughs> just going strong so Bruce is our founder and director Emeritus he's legendary he's OG um super tip of the hat to Bruce uh we, Bruce. we the rest of the team wouldn't be here without him um Joey you I lots of other people in the industry really owe our ability to even be involved to some of these legendary OG people that have been in this for decades Joey just decades yeah he's been in that long
0: that's uh you said 73 he's almost at 50 years in the game so so normal
1: as a as a large organization um, was founded in 1970 by Keith Strop. Um I was also founded in 1970 <laughs> the year the year I was born. Yeah. Uh, so me and normal, we were sort of destined to come together, I feel. Um, and um, so, yeah, 1970 was the larger normal. Um, 1973 is when Bruce started L.A. Normal, um, certainly one of the, the first chapters um, around the country. Wow. So. Uh, myself, I'm the executive director and president um, at Los Angeles Normal. Uh, Elizabeth Mack is our director of health and wellness. Nicholas Castelli is our director of communications. Hirsch Jane, um, our director of government affairs. Um, Louis Rivera, our director of social equity. Stephanie Uwe, our deputy director of government affairs, Brett Homer. Our director of technology um ryan barrier director of uh lighting and sustainable energy eric Opel, director of veterans affairs calvin harris director of strategy and development maha calvin.
0: Huck. shout out to calvin harris
1: shout out to calvin harris, we'll calvin harris. <laughs> and maha huck our director of education and dr swathi varanasi our director of science that's the team showing up here every week volunteering their time putting in their energy for our community to try and you know push uh, push this reform forward, so those are definitely the people I would give a big shout out to. Um, huge supporters like yourself, um, Joey, you've been an amazing energy uh, for us, bringing the team in, bringing in um, respect my region, um, shining the light on on advocacy. Um, I, I, I appreciate the energy from people like you, brother.
0: No, thank you. I appreciate what all, what you and the entire team have done. Big shout out to Bruce. Happy birthday, Bruce! Uh, I was with Maha a few different times over the uh, at Hall of Flowers. So big shout out to Maha and everybody else on the team as well. Man, you guys have done some really impo- powerful and impactful work, uh, and it attracts people like me. And it's you know something that my team and I that we're proud to be a part of week in and week out. Uh, you know, in our own special way. So you guys are definitely going to see uh, more from Los Angeles Normal and the Respect by Region Group. Uh, Ian, you and I have some event stuff to discuss coming up that we've, some maneuvers have been made, uh, Hall of flowers moving and shaking. Now, um, people are with it. People are moving and shaking in their own, you know, lanes, and we're all going to be able to come together and, and, uh, I think, what do they say? That the rising tide lifts, something like that. Yeah. So I, yeah. I remember you guys, I remember you guys saying that shit at a, at the, one of the LA normal meetings and I was like, I've been hearing that more and more. And so here, here we go as a community, we all work together. We all grind. we all shine. So That's right. I'm, I'm very appreciative of you and thank you for being on the episode today. Everybody, this was episode 28 of the North American weed tour podcast. Before we get out of here, I just want to shout out the people that provided the high in my question, because I freestyle every part of these interviews based on the highs and the weed that I smoke. So if you guys feel that I have a bad episode my only excuse was to smoke so right now i'm smoking on just so you guys can see this was the jawbreakers that we did from traditional they just launched a dispensary in downtown la this is the lollipop right here and i really enjoy their branding on these another traditional one and then this berry jane Front, ooh, whoops other way from ember valley was pretty crazy it was one of the most beautiful blue it looks very much like a blue dream so before i say it is i'm going to confirm with them but one of the best blue dreams i think i've ever smoked and arguably one of the best looking uh indoor grown blue dreams i've ever seen so big shout out to that and then of course you guys saw me choking on some Buddy's brand live resin so shout out to my employer you know the, the always behind the scenes sponsor for my vape you know lifestyle uh, ian thank you again so much everybody please like follow subscribe go uh, connect with ian on linkedin feel free to drop a comment shoot me a dm whatever you guys need to do i'll uh, i'm happy to put you in contact of course go follow la uh i believe it's la underscore normal correct on instagram on instagram it's
1: uh it's all fully spelled out los angeles normal yeah okay so yeah just go follow the la normal one it's a rogue account Los Angeles spelled Yeah. Yep. All. all
0: right everybody yeah so yeah I retract my statement go follow at Los Angeles normal N-O-R-M-L uh, Los Angeles spelled Los Angeles tap in give them a follow drop them some comments some likes repost some stuff and then of course if you guys would like to show up every Tuesday at Baja Cantina we may switch one out here and there but you know definitely have some exciting things on the horizon so uh, appreciate everybody for watching Ian thank you again air five through the camera appreciate you brother uh, and I will see you today, Sunday. I will see you in two days. Tuesday. I'll see Tuesday. you on Tuesday. Tuesday. we. Hey, Ian's there around 420. I get there around 6. You guys, come through. It's delicious. I love yeah, you all, Ian. Baja Cantina, Venice Beach, Tuesday at 420. Pacalolo30 at 420. I'll see you, I'll see you Tuesday, man. My, thank you again, brother.